That's right, folks. We are back with our intro. You noticed. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Model Railroad Talk. Uh, in this episode, we are going to basically be talking about the same thing and kind of how you can keep yourself uh, busy. And basically, the topic is don't get burnt out. Um, yeah. So uh, you may think especially if you're new coming into this hobby you got a lot of you know energy for it and you may think all right you know how can one get burnt out of this great hobby well you know it, it can happen so uh stick around and we will get this show on the tracks And just like that, we are back from our intro. I am your host, of course, The Bandit. Um, this episode, like we said in our intro, is going to be a little bit different one. It's more or less one topic. Um, obviously, we'll probably go sidetrack a little bit like we normally do. Um, but, you know, it, it happens. So, in this episode, we are going to be talking about whether you're new, like brand new to the hobby or, you know, relatively new, or let's say you've taken a vacation from the hobby and you're coming back, or you know what, maybe you've been in this hobby for some time now and never really thought about this. Um, and that is don't get burnt out in the hobby. There's so many different aspects of this hobby that we should be able to not get burnout. I know life can get, uh, life gets us pulled in every direction, especially let's face it, unless you're uh, a one inch scale model or bigger, you know, you're, or you're doing G scale or whatever, you know, you have an outdoor railroad and depending on where you live too, I guess that plays into it as well. But for the majority of model railroaders, we have, a layout that's in the basement, in the garage, spare bedroom, wherever. And most of the time, model railroading for us is when the weather is crappy. I mean, you know, whether it's too hot if you live in like southern climates or, you know, hotter climates, too cold, rainy, whatever. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about, give you some tips. Um, some of the stuff is kind of well, a little bit based off of my own personal, uh, I guess what I do personally, but other, uh, some of this other stuff is stuff that I have read and, and, and I'm just passing it along. So, um, but for starters, um, like to announce, we have another, uh, Patreon member, premium member, um, premium supporter, I should say, Joe G. Thank you, Joe, for joining the Model Railroad Revolution and here at us at uh, joining us here at Model Railroad Talk uh, as a uh, premium supporter, paying supporter. Uh, monthly his monthly contribution will, like the others, uh, will go in to help us maintain, upgrade uh, not only audio equipment but um, to expand our video side of things as well. So. Um, and if you're unsure, 
head on over to patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk and you can get more information there um there's there's some added benefits you get one um oh what do you want to say model or premium supporter only videos that's directed towards you guys um not only that but it's depending on which level you know we're we're at always trying to add more things to our our supporting members um so thank you joe for joining the model railroad revolution and for those of you that uh either can't or it's not your thing you know what that's fine um share like our our podcast um whether it be through the audio side of it like this if you're listening on itunes or spotify or whatever amazon music whatever you happen to be listening to this on um share it or if you also are on our either our facebook page or TikTok or youtube uh jump on over to our page there and if you're on youtube please like or subscribe more and more importantly subscribe to us um on TikTok. You can go over there and I, you know, I, there's so many of them, they call them different things. Basically subscribe there too. <laughs> we, uh, we're trying to hit certain targets to where once we hit these targets, uh, a number of subscribers that opens up, uh, more of a, oh, ability for us to be able to start doing basically right now we're what we're, our goal is to be able to start doing live stuff for you guys to where, whether it's okay, we're we're going to be working on, you know, putting track down or wiring up uh, switches for our, our turnouts or, um, you know, just different things. That's what we are trying to go for here. And sorry about that, folks, a little technical glitch there. And so that's that's our goal is to be able to get those and give you guys more content on different platforms. So you're not always stuck just listening to uh, an audio podcast. You know, if you're sitting there on lunch or, you know, you're tired and you're laying there in bed and you want to watch train stuff, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do is build our podcast into an all out informative teaching, um, you know, um, I don't want to say comical, but uh, you know, uh, uh, just a, a, an all out good podcast for you guys. So, um, so those that have jumped on board, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It means the world, uh, to us over here. And, uh, unfortunately this episode, we do not have a product review per se, but I am going to be talking about, um, a product that I got in that, it's not a new product or anything like that, but it's what I use to do my graffiti and I've seen it. Uh, there's different ways to do graffiti. And, but, um, I was just going to kind of explain it. Some of you may know it. Some of those newer to the mod, uh, the hobby may not, or some may be coming back, may have forgot about it. So, um, but to get back on track here, we are talking about, don't get burnout when you get in the hobby. I myself, I'll tell you right now, I am guilty of it. Um, I'll get into something. And I'm one of those that when I start something new, and especially if it's something that I am extremely interested in, such as, guess what? The world's greatest hobby, model railroading. Um, it doesn't matter if if I've taken a 
12 to 15 year break, like I recently did, or I took a two year break or, you know, a 24 hour break. I am thinking about it all the time. And, you know, and, and I'm like that, you know, unfortunately that happens for me with work as well. Um, because I, I'm one of those people that, you know, I like to think, and I feel that I'm a very dedicated person when it comes to something, you know, I, I like to put all I can and my best into it. Um, just, that's just, I guess the way I was raised and, you know, and, you know, there's a, I'm, a, I'm in a club outside of model railroading that I, you know, I mean, since I've been in the club, I've done, I put my, my all into it. So, you know, why should model railroading be any different? Um, so before we, I guess, before we get into some of the ideas, um, different things that, you know, you, one may, if you, if you're new or newer, or just recently coming back, or even if you're an old timer and, you know, let's face it, uh, those that have been in it for a long time. I mean, sometimes if you do something long enough, you kind of get into a rut and it's hard to see outside the box sometimes, you know, um, I deal with that every day at my job. You know, I've got other mechanics that they'll be working on something and they, for the life of them, they can't figure out the problem because they've been working on it. So, you know, for an hour or two or whatever, and they'll come and get me and I'll walk right up and point out exactly what it is. And they're like, well, oh, you know, they're they're. It's almost like they're amazed. And it's like, no, it's just an outsider's point of view. Sometimes is what we need to see outside the box. Um, so, you know, there's plenty to do in this hobby and if you ever, and, and I, and, and all this is coming to the, uh, coming from the aspect of, I am trying to build this, I don't want to say product, but you know, this product under, you know, model railroad revolution. And, and it's not just for my benefit. It's for the hobbies benefit. I don't care if it's helping model railroader magazine or Walters or these manufacturers, when it all boils down to it, we all have, we all play a part in the model railroad revolution and not only keeping it alive, which do I think model railroading will ever die? No, I, I not, not for a long, 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 long time. I don't think it will, but that doesn't mean the numbers can't drop because of it not being out there in the public in the public's eye and in, in, in the public's knowledge, you know, people do see trains going up and down the road on the track or not the road, but you know, when they're driving up and down the road, they see trains on the tracks and how many people look across, say you're driving across Nebraska or Wyoming as an example. And you know, you're on this long, boring stretch of the interstate and you happen to look over and you see three or four locomotives pulling a coal drag or something, you know, at, you know, three or four at the point, maybe one or two in the middle or something, you know, and always think that is way cool. There are a lot more people out there that, um, think like that than, than what society brings out. Or I guess I want to say it doesn't allow them to talk about, but, but you know, most people don't really bring up their fascination or, or liking at minimum for trains until they talk to somebody 
of somebody else who is actually active in it and is it talks about trains all the time you know let's face it i mean how many times has this happened to you where you're talking um you know either a you're talking to a group of people at work or in you know any kind of fellowship setting you're talking to somebody and they say hey you know um you know, what are you doing this week? And what are your plans for this week? Oh, I'm just going to do this. I'll probably work on the railroad and stuff, you know, and then they kind of look at you like railroad, you know, and then they start asking, right. Or, you know, even in the work setting, or I know many of us who have been in the hobby, whether consistently or off and on, we've had those encounters, right? So that's what we need to focus on is that's what the model railroad revolution is about talking to people just simple bringing it up and if you see that sparkle in somebody's eye you know kind of feed it carefully though because you don't want to push them away but feed it a little bit now on the flip side of that if we do get more and more people into the hobby we have to be able to show them and they have to be able to learn which is through and this hobby is a teaching hobby not only just from person to person, but you know, it's one of those things that if you don't know how about carpentry, but you don't have anybody or you were, or if you know, if you're new and, but you're determined, you want to learn it, you know, it's, you can teach yourself. There's plenty of videos on YouTube or, you know, if you're part of model railroad or there or trains.com, I should say, or even if you have a subscription to model railroad or, or railroad model craftsman or many of the other publications, you can learn from that. And that's, that's what this revolution is all about. So yes, we got sidetracked there. You know, it happens. You know what folks, anytime you're talking about trains, I get excited. So getting back on track here, don't get burnout. Um, this is, this hit me from actually this weekend. So, you know, I'm recording this on Labor Day weekend. By the time you guys hear this, you'll be about two weeks out. But Friday night, got off work, came home, did a few things around the railroad, you know, and, and um, you know, talked to the, the girlfriend, the CEO of the Iowa Eastern Railroad. You know, hey, what do we got going this weekend? We don't really have many plans or very, actually, we didn't have any plans this weekend other than, you know, typical weekend stuff, you know, laundry and, you know, getting out of the house at least once a day, you know. And so I'm like thinking to myself, okay, I've got all this stuff I want to do for model or on my model railroad. What am I going to do? You know, ah, oh, there's so much. So I actually started, I sat down and you can do this on paper or whatever. But what I did was I created a list in my head and I, and every time I'd add something to that list, which wasn't a real long one, because let's face it, you know, I am getting older and I can't remember more than probably three or four things on that list. And half the time, yeah, you know how that goes, or I'm sure some of you know, but, uh, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while or get done. So I, I really want to do that. So we get back to, you know, Friday night, I did a little bit, no big deal. And I told myself, okay, Saturday, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get X amount of stuff accomplished on the railroad. So I was very excited about it because I actually did get quite a bit done. So between Friday night, so Friday night, 
I actually worked on, I've said it in the past, I want to say it was last episode talking about adding rail cars and locomotives to your railroad and not just physically putting them on your, your layout, but adding them to your railroad scheme or whatever. So I have the four cars that I got and I finally got in all my numbers and letters I needed to be able to a long-term temporary, let's put it that way, uh, change them to uh, their, their, their reporting marks and their numbers, okay? So Friday night, I started that. And I, you know, I figured, okay, well, I'll take the first car. We'll try it. We'll see how it works out. Because from what I've learned uh, is the, for the first two that I've done, I'm actually going to bump the, the number or I'm sorry, the letter, the, basically the font size of both the, the reporting marks and the number. I'm going to go to the next size bigger on the, uh, on my sheets. Cause the ones I got are Woodland Scenics dry, uh, what do they call them? Dry transfer. And they come different sizes on the sheets. So, so it, it, those are nice because they give you plenty of options. So I decided that no big deal. Well, then I had also ordered in and I specifically ordered this in because I actually seen this on, it was either Facebook or YouTube, but either way it was a video and maybe it was TikTok actually. And a gentleman was showing how he had ordered in this dark brown uh, paint marker that specifically for painting his, the sides of his metal wheels so they're not bright and shiny. So I'm like, you know what? I want to try that. So I ordered this, I, I'm looking on 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 my favorite uh, shopping site. Not really, but, um, the one I always refer to folks say with me, Amazon, and I'm looking for paint markers and I find this 24 pack. I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, it was, it was cheap. It was like 12 or $15. I don't remember, but a regular Brown paint marker that is like, you know, $6, $7. So I ended up ordering this bigger pack of paint markers. Get them in. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these other ones because there's like brighter colors and stuff. So I, I basically order for like the brown, the black, the white, you know, typical colors you may or may not use on a railroad, right? Well, I get done with these two cars on getting their their uh, numbers and letters changed or added to. So it's the Iowa Eastern. It's now officially an Iowa Eastern railroad car. I get done with those. Well, you know, I'm excited. I set them back on the tracks. Like, okay, well, you know, here it is. I'm, it's Friday night. I'm gonna spend a little time with the CEO. Um, so I put them, put them back on the track and I'm like, okay, well tomorrow I will finish up the other two. And by the way, those other two still aren't finished yet, hopefully by tonight. But so I, uh, getting upstairs and I, I go up, I go upstairs and you know, sit down and talk with her a little bit and she's watching whatever she wants to watch on, on TV and which is fine. Hey, you know, that's the nice thing about this hobby. If you have a significant other, a wife, a spouse, whatever. Um, if you guys spend a lot of time together, this hobby actually helps if, if you can separate each other, but still be together. If you know what I mean, you know, still in the same area. So I go up and she's watching her show and, and it's a show that I really don't care to watch. So I sat there for a little bit, chit-chatted with her, and all of a sudden popped in my head, hey, let's go do graffiti. So I came downstairs. Those paint markers actually turned out really, really well, and I'm going to be doing a video. By the time this episode is out, I will have a video on our YouTube channel 
and possibly our Facebook page. I'm trying to work them all together, you know, and, and build them up, but um, definitely check out our YouTube channel and subscribe, please. Uh, uh, but anyways, of the graffiti I did, and after I got it done, I was actually surprised. I surprised myself. So I took it up and um, showed her and she was like, I really liked it. You know, I mean, it, it, she was surprised by it too. So getting back, okay, this is Friday night. I'm like, all right, I'm done with that. The next day, Saturday, I go down to the railroad room here and uh, do a little picking up because I've been working on the railroad off and on. I'm like, all right, I need to, not that everything's thrown everywhere, but it needs a little bit of up housekeeping. So I started doing that and I got it, you know, picked up, like emptied the trash cans and, you know, picked up little bits and pieces off the floor that didn't need to be there, you know, like wire, um, extra wire and stuff. So that number one is something or no, two things right there. That's something that I did from Friday night to say Saturday morning, you know, or m early afternoon to keep myself from getting burnout. I've already added on to my track plan. Um, I'm as far as I can go until now I've actually got to finish uh, building a uh, just a short, I want to say it's like a two foot section of wall around our, the center where our, our uh, furnace and water heater are. Once I get that done, which will probably be this next weekend, I will be able to actually start planning. I know where my track track's going to be routed, but I need to plan how I'm going to go from one wall to the other in a safe manner and sturdy manner. But I also need to make sure that underneath, if need be, I can get under the layout right there, you know? So that's my next thing. Okay. So num another thing, okay, I've got, I'm my railroads tracks done up to a certain point. Well, guess what? I, I actually, by the time I got the track laid on that, I was a little tired of dealing with track. So I can now move on to other things right now. And I'm using this time as uh, to be able to figure other things out and do other things. So Saturday, I ended up, um, so we'll go back to Saturday. I ended up dropping my slide switches in for my turnouts. Um, I got, well, yeah, I mean, I got those done. I got my track laid. I got um, my my feeder wires soldered, and uh, or I should say put in and then soldered. And I got a lot done on Saturday, okay? So Sunday rolls around yesterday, and I get up there. I'm, you know, of course, most of the time on the weekends, I'm up before the CEO is. So I'm, I sit there, okay, what are my, on my, what's on my agenda for today? And of course, that automatically goes to model railroading. Okay, you know, come on. And uh, so, I I get that done, or I, I get there, and I'm I, I'm like, okay, well, I don't have a lot, so I get that figured out. I guess I should say. And then I'm like, well, what do I want to do? I've already done this. I've already done that. And not that I don't enjoy doing this stuff. It's just I actually because I'd worked so long i probably put in a good six to seven hours in the train room saturday that and not straight i mean it was you know two or three hours here two or three hours there you know over of course the three or four different uh settings 
but I had put so much into it on Saturday, Sunday, I'm sitting there like, okay, I want to do this. Well, when it actually got time for me mid morning to, you know, I got up and, and got ready to, you know, put my, what I call my hobby clothes or my, just my work clothes, my homework clothes on. So if I get something on them, I don't really care. And I'm like, I really don't feel like doing anything down there because I had spent so much time down here the day before. And that's kind of where I'm getting out with the burnout. No, I'm not burnt out of the hobby by no means. But if a person continually pushes themselves, it's good to have goals. Each and in each one of us are individual or are different people. So our different or our levels, if you will, of burnout are different. So that's one thing you got to kind of figure out. I mean, if you're getting to the point with this hobby that you're say it doesn't matter if you're building a little two foot by four foot end scale railroad or you're building a gigantic you have you're going to build the world's largest model railroad it, you have to find what's right for you in your time frame and your speed and your goals the last thing you want to do is spend all this time all this money on you know lumber track scenery cars whatever and then get it get it your railroad half done or three quarters way done whatever and you're like i'm done with it i'm i'm over it i've seen it in the past i've seen it a lot and i kind of see it now through these groups i'm in and and through some of these online their facebook mark or not marketplace but their facebook groups that are for selling model railroad stuff and you see it where you know once in a while i would say probably once a month i see it somebody's selling granted it's not a full like uh basement model railroad like what mine is but you know it's a tabletop whether it's a couple tables or not they're selling it because they don't have the room or you know they claim they don't have the room or this or that but when you really go back and look they're in other groups and that you and you notice okay their excitement their excitement all of a sudden you don't hear anything from them anymore and you notice they were doing all this and then oh well i'm selling it and lo and behold i don't know for a fact 100 but i feel like a lot of it is because people get burnt out they they get into it they love the hobby and i'm not saying they don't still love the hobby but sometimes taking on a bigger project than what you're either ready for or able to i guess basically able to handle at that time can be part of that too which goes back to one of the first few our first first batch of episodes is you need to choose, start small when you're coming into this railroad. You can always add on, or you can always build something bigger and still use your stuff, existing stuff you have. Um, whether you're new to the hobby or coming back in, start small. And, and, and you, if you know small is gonna be too small, sit down, take the time, plan. Think about what you want. Think about how much time you're gonna be able to devote. We, you know, folks, we've talked about this, you know, before. Think about what you want to be able to put into this hobby to be able to get out of it. And are you going to be able to sustain that commitment, whether it be big or small? So when we come back, we are going to expand more on that um, after this break. And yeah, pretty easy. Um, we're, we've got some other subjects here that we're going to talk about uh, that goes into not getting burnout. So. We're going to take a break 
And when we come back, we're going to hit some more of those uh, side topics, we could call it, that maybe can help you, um, save you from the boredom, and keep you on the model revolution. So uh, stick around, folks. We'll be back shortly. Join the Model Railroad Revolution. Go on over to patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk and become a premium supporter. By becoming a premium supporter, you get added benefits such as an exclusive private Facebook group, live videos while we record, access to the latest episode before anyone else, and more. Your support helps us continue to grow and support the Model Railroad Revolution. Go on over to Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Model Railroad Talk to become a premium member today. And we are back. Yes. So before we get into the second half, um, you know, I had a buddy of mine, Dave. Um, I've mentioned him before in a few other episodes. Um, my buddy Dave, he's the truck driver that listens to this that says, uh, you know, we, in fact, the last time we talked, he had, and this goes into the model railroad revolution thing, folks. So, you know, him and I, we, you know, we talk about other stuff, not just train stuff, but he made a comment to me that, you know, he had thought about going and getting a four by eight sheet of plywood and setting some up in his basement, but he just doesn't have time and that kind of thing, which is so often the case that I hear. And I'm sure you hear when you happen to talk to somebody about model room. Oh, I don't have the space or I don't have the time or I don't have, you know, and that's fine. You know, you don't have to have a lot to be able to enjoy this hobby. So going back to my buddy, Dave, like I told him, we were sitting there talking a little bit and I said, well, you know, if, you know, depending on what scale you were thinking about doing, I mean, I said, I told him, I said, you know, if you're going to be doing four by eight, I'm assuming you were thinking HO scale. And he was like, yeah, I think that's the one he goes like, whatever you're doing. And I'm like, yeah. So like I told him, you know, something easy to start out find a locomotive, find a uh, railroad, you know, uh, you know, a paint scheme or, you know, whether it's BNSF, Union Pacific, or even a fallen flag, you know, Chicago Northwestern, whatever, uh, find what kind of locomotive you want that you like, you know, something that you're, you're interested in, whether it be steam, uh, early diesel, late diesel, that kind of thing. And I told him, I said, you know, you don't have to buy the most expensive one out there. You know, you don't have to buy like Broadway limited or, or, you know, or scale trains or anything like that. But I recommended it to him to also not go buy the cheapest one you can find either, because you want something kind of in the middle. And so I told him, I said, go, you know, figure that out. You can buy a locomotive anywhere from, you know, a middle of the road from anywhere from like 60 bucks you know, used to, you know, $150 roughly, you know, under 200 bucks basically. And I told him, I said, Hey, why don't you do that? Go buy yourself a locomotive. And I told him, I said, you know, eventually when 
you if you do get to the point where you do have the time and you want to build a railroad i said more than likely you're probably going to want to go with dcc just because it simplifies certain things you know for wiring and stuff i'm not saying it's the only way i mean there's a lot of people still use dc and we've discussed that in other episodes but like i told him you go get a locomotive i can install a dcc decoder in it and i've got plenty of extra track i mean i'll give them a piece of foot or two of track you know and i told them i said hey we can put that track on a board and you can display your locomotive your in a sense your prize locomotive or your favorite one whatever you want to call it but if you want to run that locomotive get a hold of me bring it on over we can put it on the layout and we can turn around and do a even now i'm set up now i'm almost i'm at the point where i can do a small operating session switching cars and i said hey bring it over you can run your railroad whenever you have time or you can run your locomotive i should say on my railroad and you know and he goes well that's a good idea and i'm like yes it's easy it's it's a good way to be involved in the hobby whether you're you know able to be more involved in that or not you know and that's for those that may be listening to this podcast that you're an armchair modeler you don't have the space to even set up something small but yet you know people that have an ho or an n scale or no scale whatever scale layout somebody that you know you get along with well that would be able to help you get say said locomotive that you choose up to par we'll just say to run on their railroad and you can then take it there to run on the railroad it's just like we talked with benjamin here a few episodes ago about those that you know kind of the same thing with a modular setup you know you if you if you have room for a modular setup as long as you have a group in the area you can take that module you can run your trains on that modular you know in a switching formation if your modular set up for that or when you guys meet you put all these modules together and you can run bigger longer trains but if you don't have that space or time as in the case of my buddy dave find yourself a locomotive that you like you know either buy or like in my case i would give him a piece of track that he could display that locomotive on and when he's able to and has the time he can come over and run it so that's something that keep in the back of your mind when you're for the model railroad revolution where you try to talk to somebody once a week or every couple weeks whatever it works out for you about model trains you know i mean there's more than one way to enjoy this hobby you know if if all you can do is sit in a chair or be an armchair modeler we'll just say and uh you know read magazines and stuff that's fine too i'm not cutting you down there but if you have that 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 drive okay i want to go to the next level but i can't i i'm limited but i I, that's a way for you to go to the next level find yourself a locomotive and the reason why i say a locomotive is because you know let's face it without locomotives rail cars are they don't they they can't move unless you move by your hand how real is that how you know how fun is that so start with locomotive and then as time goes on okay you have your locomotive maybe there might be a car or two that you like let's say you choose you like the steam era okay fine great okay do you want to run old time icebox uh, reefers or 
do you want to run you know passenger cars you can start building those up and you know using my my scenario um my example with dave you know if he does that and he wants to bring over you know uh, his 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 car you know say he has a steam locomotive assuming it'll run around it's not like a big boy or something you know but uh uh you know and he has his passenger car by all means bring it over and run it you know so anyways side note there folks um that goes like i said goes back to the model railroad revolution thing so thank you for listening to that but to get back onto there's plenty to do in this hobby okay that's the nice thing about this hobby you know this is one of the few hobbies out there that you can be an electrician uh uh uh, uh like an engineer not not railroad engineer but you know to engineer or design architect whatever to design stuff while you're building a railroad uh, a craftsman you know whether it be putting the wood together or putting laying the track down uh, you know there's so much to this hobby and you can learn as much or as little as you like it, you know if you have people that are good at electrical or, and are willing to help you that's not to say you have to do that. If you have somebody that's willing to do it for you, you know, and you, and it's not your forte, Hey, more power to you. You know, I, in some ways I, I'm, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. But on the flip side of that, I, I kind of wish I had in my circle, um, my close knit circle, I should say, I wish I had a few people that say, you know, or at least, you know, one other person that liked doing some of that stuff that, um, not saying I don't like doing, but there again, you know, you do too much track laying and you get tired of it. You do too much wiring, you get tired of it. You do, you know, too much weathering or uh, uh, structure building, that kind of thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. A person can get burnt out. And that goes back to don't get burnt out. You know, when you, when you get to a point where you feel like it's more of a chore than it is a hobby, that's the time that you need to step away from that part of the process, whether it be track work or electrical or, you know, whatever. I mean, like me, I bounce around a lot. While yes, I would love to have all my track work up <clears throat> and where my trains can, I can run my trains and loops on top and bottom level. I also know that every step of the way with the exception of the very first part of my track work which i am changing part of it on the loop i i knew basically what i wanted to get started from that point on because i've sat down and drawn up plan over plan over plan and while i like certain parts of it other parts i didn't so i'm one of those that you know what i fly by the seat of my pants basically you know what let's see what this comes out as i don't lay anything down but okay like like i said i just i figured out my next step after getting the track you know after i figured out the track that goes behind my monitors actually i'm staring at my monitors and looking at the track right now i know now for a fact i'm running my track a certain way actually it's going to be going two different ways but um but i know you know the uh, i know the main part of it let's put it that way i now just need to figure out how i'm going to build to span like a you know a nine foot area 
Okay. I know it's a lot of people say, oh, just put two by, you know, build for it. I want to, me, I want to look at all possible options basically. So, but that's part of it. Okay. I've got that part somewhat figured out. I know the routing, but I need to sit down and figure that out. Well, that'll come in due time. That's not right now in my budget anyway. So it'll be a couple of weeks down the road, whether it be next weekend or the following weekend, I will be able to, uh, I should know by then. Okay. I'm, I need, you know, and I'll have my lumber list and all that good stuff. Not to mention the cost of lumber has gone up a little bit in my area, which the last time I bought my half inch OSB, I mean, it's, it's almost doubled that since then, which sucks, but thank God I don't need a whole lot right now. But so I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to get stagnant. I don't want to get bored. I don't want to, well, you know what? I've got those two other cars. Guess what? I've got to get converted over to Iowa Eastern Railroad. I kind of, my theme with those is the, whosoever year that is that I'm putting on there, I'm doing graffiti in their initials. So it's kind of like personalized. So I've got that to do. Um, I've got another locomotive that I've got to put DCC in and put ditch lights in and get it all wired up. I got one locomotive that has the ditch lights that I actually have to, um, put in a, a little bit higher rated, higher rating. Um, I guess if that's the proper term, uh, resistor, because my ditch lights are too bright or brighter than I'd like them to be. Uh, so I got to get that switched out. So I have plenty. I've got buildings I got to start working on for uh, so I can start planning like where my rip track is. Um, so that's going to be a facility. Uh, you know, I'm planning on having a couple buildings there, a tool shed and like an office and that kind of thing. You know, and I got to figure out the elevation of that. Do I want to keep it below track, above track? You know, um, scenery and all that stuff. You know, there's always something you can do. I'm actually glad I'm at the point on my railroad where I can start doing scenery. I can start working on uh, painting some of my track. So actually, I can start once I get the, uh, another, a little bit more of uh, the three yard tracks painted, I can actually start ballasting it and gluing the ballast down as well. So there's always, I try to keep it for myself, always something to do. Um, as an example, with my signals I'm putting in, I am putting uh, two light signals in on a certain way, depending on which way they're facing. And then I have three light signals, you know, so you have one way it'll be red, green, and then the other way, it'll, you know, you'll have your red, yellow, and green. Well, I'm trying to figure out, and I'm only using them for, uh, I'm not going to have block detection or none of that because my railroad's small enough that I don't need that. So I, and, you know, been racking my brain. Okay, how am I going to get this? You know, I'm going to have a signal facing the main line coming into the point, you know, facing point turnout. Okay. Well, but on the, where the, but those other ones, you know, where it goes from one track to two tracks facing that way, I'm just going to have the red green. Okay. That's easy. You know, you flip the switch one way and one goes green, one goes red, you flip it back, vice versa. Right. Well, on the flip side of it, I'm, well, I will use my rip track as an example. I'm going to need something there because that butts right up to, you know, that comes from a turnout into a single track and then it splits back off to this, the, the, uh, yard track where, uh, 
trains come in and drop their their cars that are going to that yard so i not only need on my rip track the red green to tell me okay i can go or if it's red you're gonna derail because you're going through a closed point but i also need a way to be able to show okay you are going in you know going into the straight part of the turnout or you're going into the diverging route so i've already decided that okay on my lights green with the three light head it's going to be green is the straight leg yellow is going to be the diverging so it tells you okay you need to slow down which i haven't decided if i'm going to do yellow and green or just yellow and then of course i need to have a red one there if the switch is thrown to where it you know is thrown against you i've been thinking about it and i'm like how am i going to wire this up and you know well it dawned on me I'm going to be using, and this will go, I'll, I'll go into more depth on this down the road um, of how I'm going to do this once I actually do it. But why can't I use a 12 volt relay that like you'd use in your cars? I found, I think it was a 25 pack for like $30 and you wire it up, right? So basically if, you know, and you, yeah, it, in this case, it would be two different switches, but if one switch is thrown one way, it's going to trip the relay shut off the say the red or the shut off the green and yellow lights and only give me the red light that kind of thing you know so i've got to sit down and actually drop exactly what i want to do and yes i know there's there's dcc and there's people out there that make all this stuff but the point of this is is it's something that i want to do i want to build it i want it as a project so when the time comes to do it i said you know i can say i built that i built it a different way or as we're talking don't get burnt out on doing track or scenery it's something that i can divert my attention from something that has maybe uh you know gotten a little i want to say annoying but repetitive if you will and i want i can divert my attention from track laying or scenery or ballasting whatever to that for a little bit so that way when i go back to doing the say ballasting or whatever it, you know, it keeps your interest in the hobby. So the other thing where this really got this coming, uh, this, this, this episode from is, and I said it, and I think I said it in the last episode, one of our Patreon premium members, she had made a comment to me. She was like, I didn't realize there was so much into this that you know when she was a kid you know her grand i think it was her grandfather had trains or whatever and she always liked watching them and stuff like that but she never knew how much went into like what some of us do you know as me as an example you know weathering and and, and operations and um or i guess i'm setting up for operations now as time goes on you know um the signaling you know i just everything that's involved with trying to make a model railroad look as real as possible okay and that's where this kind of comes into is you don't want to get burned out to the point that you start lowering your standards like we said um in previous episodes you should you don't have to but a, a person i feel should come up with a set of standards for their railroad okay whether you know, it's as simple stuff as, okay, you're going to run KD number fives or a minimum. They have to be in KDs. Okay. Um, certain wheels, I, you know, I, I'm just throwing stuff out there. You know, uh, they have to, I don't know. 
you know, a certain era. Some people even go, well, you, uh, they don't allow anything to touch their, uh, any car, locomotive, whatever, touch their railroad unless it's in a certain area. And that's fine because that's, it's your railroad. And you just don't want to get burnt out and lower your standards. I've seen that before. You walk in and you see a railroad and it's like, oh, this is amazing. But as time goes on, or not time, but as, as your tour, we'll say, goes on, and you can kind of see the spots where it's like, Hey, what happened here? I mean, around you, there's all this great detail and the railroad looks great, but here it just kind of looks blah, you know? And from the past, you know, talking with those, uh, the few that I've seen like this, you know, they're like, yeah, that was where, you know, that was where I, I got, you know, I was doing all the scenery and I should have just stopped before that and taken a break, but I just kept pushing through and, you know, you know, and, and if that's your thing, that's fine. It's your railroad, not cutting you down, but it goes back to stick with your standards so you don't get, and, and that way you can maintain those standards. So when you start feeling like something's getting a little repetitive, you can be like, all right, it's time to stop. You don't want to go against your standards that you've set for your railroad. And because in the end, if you get burnout and then even if you do stick with doing this stuff in the end it could become a hindrance whether it be track laying you know i mean you could have a section of track that doesn't matter what you have cars derail or you know and then it turns out to where it's not fun because either a you deal with the cars or locomotives in that bad section of track as an example or you now have to go back tear out that section or whatever to fix it and that's not ever fun to have to go back and fix stuff unless you're adding, changing, that kind of thing. So keep that in mind, folks, you know, uh, especially those that are newer or coming back into the hobby, um, or maybe you haven't thought about it, you know, um, and you've been in the hobby a while, but try to keep yourself always have something extra. Even if you're almost done with your road or say you're, you're done to the point where now you're just doing the fine details of putting car, uh, when I say cars, I'm talking like automobiles or um, building small buildings or even signs and stuff that can even get to the point where it gets, it can be overwhelming, especially if, okay, I've got all this, my scenery done, but now I've got all these signs to put in, or I have all these signs to build or all these automobiles or trucks to paint or whatever, do it in stages folks. So that way you don't get burnt out. You don't want to, you don't want to get burned out of something you love, right? You know, so, but thank you for listening to me. Um, remember folks, this is for you guys. You know, um, I enjoy doing this, the response I get, I, I, I am so thankful for the response I get from you guys. Um, the love I get from you guys on this, um, never, never would have thought this podcast uh, production will say, you know, it would, would have gotten this far, let alone into the video side, like YouTube and, and, uh, TikTok and Facebook and stuff like that. So thank you. If it wasn't for you guys listening, I, I, I don't know that this podcast would have made it this many episodes. So we're, yeah, episode 22. That's, that's amazing. Um, but if, if, like we said, we have uh, Patreon members, uh, premium supporters, if it's something that you think that you would like to support on a monthly basis, you know, three bucks a month, five bucks a month, we have two different levels. Um, you know, 
check us out patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk um we have a little bit different benefits for both and i mean they both have pretty close um the same benefits but there are a few extra for the uh the next level up and check us out on facebook um those that are premium supporters through patreon they get into our private facebook group which they get a lot of times this episode i'm not recording live on uh the private facebook group just because of of uh technical to be able to get the the sound our, our intro sound back like we didn't have in the last episode because yeah anyways um i'm gonna get that figured out by next episode but at least hey we got our intro and outro sound right but if you're a premium supporter you have access to our private facebook group and you get extra videos that kind of thing on patreon um if that's not your thing um also you know you can go over to model railroad talk uh, on youtube or like i said facebook but or even TikTok support us there i mean a simple subscribe and follow you know on those two platforms and even on facebook uh that helps us a lot in the aspect of us being able to add more like we said we're trying to hit these certain goals 50 on uh youtube uh we're trying to hit a thousand which we're about 150 away on TikTok to be able to go live there so yeah once we hit those then we can open up a a lot more stuff not only will it open up more for you guys but it'll make things easier on this end of being able to do that stuff so um but i want to thank you for listening you can reach out to us model talk at gmail.com go to our website www.modelrailroadtalk.com uh you can reach out to us through our facebook page TikTok, YouTube, if you're on Patreon, um, or you can try reaching out to us through the app you are listening to this on. Uh, also, don't forget we have our phone number, 563-293-6530. That's 563-293-6530. Call us up, leave a message. We Don't worry, we won't answer, but leave a message, or you can even send a text message to that if you prefer. Um, we have a lot of options for you to reach out to us and we look forward to hearing from you. So uh, just remember the model railroad revolution, talk to one person every week, two weeks, whatever fits your schedule or how you are feeling. Um, let's try to get the model railroad revolution and the, the, the just model railroading and society and the public more back up to where it used to be as far as uh, awareness of it. So, because in the end, let's face it, uh, people are more aware of model railroading, it's gonna help with railroad safety, that kind of thing as well. So, even all the way up to the prototype. So, thank you folks for listening. Um, wouldn't be doing this without you. Uh, thank you, and until next episode, keep your train on the tracks.